please be aware that the podcast you're about to listen to is explicit and graphic and for adults only. Thanks for listening. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous. Get used to it Everyone tells me I'm too much Maybe it's just you're not enough for me Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this is episode 93. Hi, how's your week going? I really wish there was a way for you to insert your answer to that so that I could listen to what's going on with you, because it always makes me feel better to hear what's going on with other people, to hear their stories, to know what's going on in their lives. And podcasting is a way where I talk and you listen. And maybe that's why I have such difficulty with podcasting when I do it. But the great thing is I do live shows and that means people show up and tell me their stories in person. And this week when I was really, really kind of flagging, my energy was starting to fail me. At the end of this Seattle show that I did this past Thursday night, Somebody came up to me to thank me for what I do and told me they'd driven over 300 miles to come to that show on a Thursday night. They said they had just discovered one of my stories and were amazed there was a place where we were allowed to talk about these things. So they grabbed a friend and they got in the car from Oregon and they drove to Seattle. And I got a hug. Yeah, that'll keep you going. And then I got this email. This email refers to this coming week, and I'm going to share this email with you. Dear Dixie, gosh, I've missed you. I discovered body storytelling after being invited to see my friend Tova tell a story at your show Starfuckers in San Francisco, and ever since I've been hooked. I delighted in bringing visiting friends to the show and attending as many live shows as I could while I lived in San Francisco. The raw, untamed energy and overwhelmingly admirable vulnerability displayed by each storyteller blew me away. The open and accepting crowd sucked me in like a spiritual experience and inspired me to expand my own personal horizons and seek opportunities for new and exciting experiences. I once brought a new friend Katie to your show that was visiting from Virginia. As we were headed to the show, I explained how to play bango. Katie revealed that she had never owned a sex toy, but had always been curious. We joked about how serendipitous it would be if she won the bag of sex toys by playing bango. And you guessed it, she won. After the show, we had a lovely conversation with the sex toy reps and asked all sorts of questions that they happily answered and demoed on the spot for her. So she would be prepared to experiment with her new sex toys. Guess what? We don't have sex toy reps at our shows. Those were enthusiastic perverts who wanted to report their research findings to is my guess. 
Katie gifted me with a glorious cock ring from the prize bag as a thank you for hosting her. I'm pretty sure that cock ring is the reason my husband and I were surprised by our amazing son, whom we adore today. Unfortunately, my husband and I had to leave San Francisco in 2016 when we learned we were pregnant. Thanks, cock ring, and could no longer afford living in the city. We now live in Michigan, and I listen to your podcast religiously. Sometimes I hear an episode and I can remember seeing that storyteller live, and I even convince myself that I can hear my own voice wooing loudly in the crowd. Moving has been tough. San Francisco felt the most like home and in it were my people. I'm really struggling to find my tribe and chosen family in this new place. Listening to Body and sharing the podcast with friends has helped me feel connected to the spirit of San Francisco and has also encouraged me to embark on my own personal journey this year. I've suppressed a lot of my sexual and relationship desires over the years. My husband and I met when I was 18 and we've been together 15 years. This summer I came out to him as queer and we are now exploring a polyamorous lifestyle together. I owe a lot of my courage in this self-discovery to your podcast. Hearing courageous people tell their truths brazenly on stage without shame and being celebrated for it has been incredibly encouraging. After coming out, I felt like an enormous weight had been lifted off my chest and I can finally begin to live my own truth. My husband has done a lot of internal work and has been so supportive. However, he has not been on any dates of his own. While I am out exploring my queer self and making new connections with people, he's doing a deep dive into his own battles and confronting a lot from the inside. I am so incredibly proud of him for taking all of this on and doing so with grace and patience. When I heard you were coming to Chicago, I bought tickets immediately. I am bringing my new girlfriend and my husband and we cannot wait. We are driving 206 miles from Michigan. I wonder if that qualifies as farthest away. Coming to your show feels like a spiritual pilgrimage for me. All of that said, most importantly, I want to thank you. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you for the endless hours you pour into coaching your storytellers, curating live shows, making the podcast happen, and showing up every day as your gorgeous, raw, honest, vulnerable, and absolutely amazing self. I really hope I get the chance to say hello at the show. And if I can be so bold, I have two requests. With your consent, of course, can I please give you a motorboat? Two, if you can help me get my husband laid, I would be eternally grateful. He has only ever slept with me his whole life. Do you know any ladies that will be at the show that might be interested? I cannot wait to see you this week. Safe travels. Warmly, Carly. Um, Carly, we have to discuss the motorboat because there are actually three ways to give a motorboat. Do you know the three ways? I plan to teach you in person when I see you. Also, I mean, I usually call upon my community to help me with things like this. So if you're going to be at the Chicago show, if you want to help me with this task, Carly's husband is looking for a new experience. And Carly wants to help. Carly has, when you have a sexual bounty, you want to share it with the people you love. So if you're listening, maybe you're going to be there. We can make it happen. Let's work together. I don't want to go to jail for pandering. So let's do it in a way that is entirely consensual. It's always consensual. But yeah, that made me cry, Carly. Thank you for sending me that message. What you said about how hard I'm working. It feels good to have somebody see it because there's been a lot of work 
and I'm really tired, but that really uplifted me. And now we know that at our only Midwest show, we're going to have somebody looking for their first, other than their partner, their first sexual experience. We've learned that body gets you babies and new partners, that people are making perverts pilgrimages to come to our Midwest show. And if you're thinking about it, there are people who are traveling a long way. And remember, I'm going to find a way to reward the person who's traveled the longest way. I'll see you in Chicago. You know, I know you want to listen to this podcast without ads. That's possible if you support us on Patreon. We have ad-free episodes that are released at the same time. And if we can hit our next level on Patreon, they'll be released early too. If you want an episode without ads, if you want story coaching time with me, if you want just time to chat together face-to-face on video, if you want tickets, reserved seating to our live shows, or if you want your own private body storytelling show hosted by me for you and your friends, it's possible. Go to patreon.com body. Support us at whatever level you can. Patreon is how we're doing this podcast. You're helping us make this happen. I want to keep doing this. I'm getting best ofs more than I ever expected to. And apparently this is important. You can help it grow. You can help it continue. Go to patreon.com slash body, B-A-W-D-Y. Support us. And thanks in advance for that support. Support for the Body Storytelling Podcast comes from Manscaped. They're number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your partner's family jewels. Do you love schlongs? Or maybe you have a schlong? Then don't use the same trimmer on your face and your balls. Protect yourself or the balls of a loved one. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their sexy lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology that won't nick your nuts. Manscaped also helps defeat ball sweat with the Crop Preserver an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. Their products smell good, and they keep your meat and tea veg smelling fresh and clean. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for your man. You can make untrimmed pubes a thing of the past. And right now, you can go to manscaped.com, use the promo code D-I-X-I-E, and get 20% off and free shipping. If you love a schlong as much as I do, then it's time to get clean. Save 20% and get free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use the code Dixie. I need your help with something. I need you to go to your phone, hit voice memo, and I want you to record yourself telling me a story. The story of an episode that moved you. The story of a story that inspired you to change your life. The story of listening to this podcast. I'm collecting your stories to be part of the podcast. It can't just be me talking all the time. It can't just be a featured story. It needs to be you. So take your voice memo, hit record, save it, upload it and attach it to an email. Send it to Dixie at bodystorytelling.com and do it soon. The project deadline is coming up fast and I can't wait to hear your voice. This week's storyteller is a big deal in the Seattle storytelling scene. Casey Rahm was born and raised in idyllic Shalon, Washington, where she began cultivating quaint, small-town stories to charm her college friends from the big city. 
She studied creative writing at Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington. And after graduating, she panicked about adulthood and hastily ran away to Georgia. That's the country, not the state. And for a year, she taught English and avoided finding a career. Casey is the Seattle Story Slam co-producer for The Moth and the manager of the Storytelling Seattle Facebook group. She has told stories at The Moth, Do Tell, and other stories, and Inside Story. This was her first time on the body stage. When she's not telling stories, you can find Casey spending time with her huge family in Shalon, cuddling with her elderly Chihuahua Sula, or planning her next trip abroad. This storyteller is Casey Rom. Talk, talk about premature. Um, <laughs> so I'm standing on a balcony outside of a sliding glass door, and I'm looking down over the palm trees that are lining the streets of Honolulu. Somewhere in the distance, I can hear the sound of the Pacific Ocean. And I turn around, and I take in this, you know, very small studio apartment bachelor pad and I look over to Ray and he's sitting on the bed it's really just a mattress on the ground and also the only soft surface in the room and he kind of gives it the tap (laughs) so I walk over and I also sit down and as we start kissing and we start taking off clothes I'm thinking in my head how this one night stand is somehow the culmination of two years of work. (laughs) So I grew up in a very small town in Eastern Washington. It's called Chelan, you probably know it. Um, Really fun to visit in the summer, not so great to live in. Um, It's basically like the same 50 people that you've been going to school with and you know, you've like made out with all the other sevens already and and it's, (laughs) there's not a lot lot to choose from after 13 years of going to the same school with these people. And I was always looking for an excuse to get out. And my junior year, I had a great opportunity. One of my very best friends, Jill, was going to Hawaii with her family, and they invited me to go with. And I was so excited, but also really frustrated, because Jill was one of my very best friends, but also, like, the most fucking beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. I shit you not, less than a year later, she was discovered by a modeling agent at her job at Ace Hardware. And moved to LA and became a model, and she's like still doing that. She was in a movie with Adam Sandler, no big deal. And so she was just like gorgeous, and it's really frustrating when you're a seven to like have all your best friends be tens. And on the beach, we couldn't have looked more different. Like she's laying out, slathering on her SPF for Hawaiian Tropic suntan oil and I'm like you know full bucket hat with like SPF 50 every hour and I pretty much look like this all the time and at one point we were like all right we're gonna walk down the beach we're gonna get some shaved ice we're gonna live it up we're in Hawaii and we get approached by this guy and he looks kind of like dazed and confused era Matthew McConaughey with like that kind of shaggy blonde hair and he keeps like flipping it out of his face and whenever he does you can see his eyebrow ring 
and he's wearing these board shorts from the era when Billabong was just bong. <laughs> and they were trying to like embrace their stoner clientele or whatever. And he approaches us and he says, hey, you ladies look like you could use a surf lesson. And we've had this approach several times on this trip already. And I've barely scraped together the money to even go on this trip. So I'm like, oh, no, we can't afford it, but thank you. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just feel like, you know, you're in Hawaii. You probably want to learn how to surf. And I was like, all right, whatever. He's trying to flirt with Jill. Let's just do it. I want to learn to surf. <laughs> and over the course of, of this surf lesson, it becomes pretty clear that he's not flirting with Jill. He's flirting with me. Yeah. <laughs> He keeps kind of like hovering over me as I'm like doing the beach pop-up lesson and like cheers extra hard and grabs me in a giant hug when I stand up for like four seconds in the real water. And he's kind of giving me the look. And unfortunately for him, I had a boyfriend, the same fucking boyfriend that I had for like the last year and a half. And so it didn't progress and we stayed friends and we hung out the rest of the trip and he showed us some cool places in Hawaii and we exchanged numbers. And after I went home, we kept in touch and we talked about a lot of things. I kind of looked up to him. He was 19 and he had just left uh, his, <laughs> his life in uh, Connecticut to move to Hawaii and pursue his surf bum dreams. And he talked about this business that he was gonna start with his friend, and I talked about the colleges that I was applying to. And over the course of the next year, we kept in touch. I also told him when I finally broke up with my boyfriend, Matt, because he sucked. And um, I told him again how excited I was when I found out that our senior trip was gonna be to Honolulu. And so I was like, hey, I'm coming back. And I was really excited for this trip, but there was kind of like an interloper with us. Um, he was the older brother of one of the boys that I went to high school with forever. And I'm pretty sure he was only invited so he could buy us alcohol. Um, but we were just not getting along like the entire time. We argued about how soon we needed to get to the airport and where we should go for dinner and whether we should take the pretty coastal highway or the shitty inner highway to get to the Polynesian Cultural Center and all these other things. And <laughs> I was really annoyed, but I didn't care because I was gonna see Ray and I told everyone how excited I was. Like, oh my God, you guys, he's so hot. I'm so excited. I was dating Matt and now I get to have sex with him and it's gonna be awesome. And they were all like, okay. Because they were all just like having sex with each other. And I was like, no, no, we're done with that. <laughs> we have graduated. And so our second night in Hawaii, I've made plans with Ray to meet up outside of this 18 and over club that we were at. Um, Mike had provided alcohol for us before, and uh, so we were still drunk, regardless of the fact that we couldn't order anything there. And um, as I had suggested, maybe next time Mexico. <laughs> so I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He finally texts me, and I lean over to my nearest friend, Sarah, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go. And she's like, oh, where are you going? I was like, I'm gonna go hang out with Ray. She's like, I was pretty sure you were making him up. <laughs> I was like, 
no, he's totally real. You want to come outside? And she's like, eh. And so I left, and I met up with him, and he looked like basically the same, but he had cut his hair and somehow looked even better. And he wrapped me up in this giant hug, and he was really excited to see me. And he walked me back to his apartment, which was only a few blocks away. But because it was a shitty bachelor apartment, we had to climb like four flights of stairs in order to get there in this like Hawaiian humidity. And I was like trying really hard to be sexy and not like, (sighs) 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 (sighs)
It's pretty good. This is not a coming story. It's a coming of age story. (laughs) And when it's over, we roll over and he asks me if I want a cigarette and I am not a smoker, but I'm like, this seems appropriate. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. So he hands me a cigarette and we smoke it down and we fall asleep. I wake up at 9 a.m. with a text message from Sarah saying that I should meet the group at McDonald's for breakfast. I say my goodbyes to Ray because I know we have a lot of activities planned for the rest of the week and I may not see him again. He works. He's a real person. And so we say our goodbyes and I kiss him one more time and I walk down to McDonald's. And as I walk in, I'm like, okay, we're all in like four hotel rooms, so everyone knows I didn't come back. And my hair's all disheveled, and I'm clearly wearing club clothes from the night before. (laughs) And everyone in in my class that was on this trip just does like the hard stare as I walk in. And one of my friends asks, hey, so where were you last night? And I was like, you guys, I I told you what I was doing. I told you all. I told you how excited I was. I went and had sex. And they were like, Oh, cool, like, good job, yeah. And then Mike, my nemesis, kind of narrows his eyes at me, and he's like, wow, I never thought you'd be the type to have sex with a rando. I was like, okay, I know you guys all thought he was fake. It's not fake. I've known him for two years, not a rando. And even if he was, just because you're the only one not getting laid on this trip doesn't mean you need to give me shit. And he didn't bother me for the rest of the trip. We kind of kept our distance from each other. And I was like, you know what? It's not about him. It's not even really about Ray. This is about spending my last week with these friends that I've known for 13 years and saying my goodbyes. And it was also closure for me because I was done with the Chelan dating pool. I was in the Pacific Ocean now.
That song was Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish. Body Storytelling's upcoming tour dates are sponsored by Hashtag Open, a sex-positive dating app that's committed to a truly diverse community. It's a dating app for the open-minded. Hashtag Open has more than 20 options for gender and sexual orientation to choose from, and you can even write in your own. If you identify as LGBTQIA, straight, disabled, monogamous, polyamorous, swinger, kinky, body positive, there is a place where you can truly be yourself. The point is they want you to be you. Maybe you're gender non-conforming or you're heteroflexible. It's no problem. You can create a solo profile, a partnered profile, or both. And coming in the future, even more grouping options. Hashtag Open wants to create a community to be a place for all bodies, no matter what your appearance, age, ability, or expression is. You can find friendship, dating, hookups, relationships, whatever you want. Go to hashtagopen.com slash body, B-A-W-D-Y, to download the app today. Did I mention that Hashtag Open donates a dollar to Planned Parenthood for every new profile created? So don't wait. Go to hashtagopen.com slash body and start making authentic connections today. All right, we're halfway through the tour. Here is where you can see me next in person. We've got a couple of very rare, we've got a rare Midwest appearance and we've got an East Coast appearance. So uh, I don't care what form of transit you take to get there. I want to see you in person. Don't forget these live shows on our tour dates. We have the coolest swag from Hashtag Open to give away to the first people who grab it. And then the bango prizes for these dates are from the Kink Store. That's kink.com. It has been so much fun to unload these prize bags into the winner's arms on stage while we all get to know what you're up to. We know what your night's going to look like or your weekend because it's a Friday night show. This Friday, October 18th in Chicago, I'm at Avondale Music Hall with some amazing stories. Stories that I've been wanting on my stage for a long time. The storytellers in Chicago are incredible. And I have musical guest Matt Griffo who somebody told me about like five years ago, and I'm finally getting him on my stage. Tickets are going to be available through the Body website. You can go to eTix, or you can go to Avondale Music Hall's website. Then on Friday, October 25th, I'm back in San Francisco, and the theme is Wicked. You got a Halloween costume, and you know you want to test drive it, and maybe it feels too sexy for that office party. Sexy kitty, sexy witch, sexy nurse. You can wear it to Body. It's guaranteed to get the sort of reception you were hoping for. That's Friday, October 25th in San Francisco. Then Wednesday, October 30th, I'm in New York. I haven't been in New York in years. The show is going to be at Chelsea Music Hall. And remember, our New York show had a time change. The doors open at 7. The show starts at 7.30. Don't be late. Then on November 7th, I'm back in Seattle. The theme is Jackpot. That is an easy theme. You have a story for that theme. So pitch me your story. Send it to Dixie at BodyStorytelling.com and maybe you'll be on stage in Seattle with me. November 14th, our theme in San Francisco is Gasm. I've never done that theme before. What does it mean? 
I have no fucking idea. Why don't you tell me what it means? Pitch me your story. And guess what? That is the last date for the current tour. 10 shows, 10 weeks, five cities, and then it's done. And then it's the week before Thanksgiving and the tour is over and I'm going to take so many long hot baths and I'm going to take Quake for long walks and I am rewarding myself at the end of all this travel with season three of The Deuce on HBO. I have been waiting for it. And that is the carrot that I am dangling when I am done with all this travel. That's my reward. I am really excited for it. Tickets for all of these shows are available on our website, bodystorytelling.com. You can also find links in the show notes. Did you vote for the testicle? The testicle just ended. We're tallying results, trying to figure out which cities we should go to next. I hope that you're going to be in one of those cities and I get to see your face. So stay tuned. Next week, we will update you on what's going on with the testicle and hopefully tell you where we plan to head after this current tour. Stay tuned. You get the big thank you this week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for reviewing it. I love reading your reviews. Thank you for showing up to a live tour date. It's kind of scary going on tour. You don't know if anybody's going to show up. I really hope I see you at one of the remaining tour dates. I really hope I see you in Chicago this Friday night. And if not, New York is coming up and more. We'll be doing more. But right now, right now, I'm tired. And right now, I really want to get the boost I get when I see your face in person. On top of that, let's say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to podcast producer Marty Garcia, to project manager Dana Hanna, to sound engineer David Grossoff, to video archivist Joe Moore. Thank you for telling a friend about this podcast. And I'll be back really soon with more. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delator. This has been episode 93 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. And here's a peek at what's next. Deborah, in addition to being this very experienced leather person, is also an ordained minister. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they look basically like you would expect an ordained minister to look, like six feet tall, sleeves of tattoos, facial piercings, actual fangs. I'm not making that up.